Welcome to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. This program was originally broadcast live on 93.9 KPDQ. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Georgine Rice Show. Glad to have you with us. James Blind producing here in Portland along with Dave King engineering, Pedro Bartz, producer and engineer in Seattle. Today we're going to take a look at some of the headline news, the lighter side of the news, and uh, Seattle, you're going to break away, but in Portland, this week's Christian Outlook. Well, stretched thin, Massachusetts Governor Mara Healey has activated 250 members of the National Guard to provide basic services at emergency shelter hotels with the influx of migrants that service providers are stretched thin uh, hosting. Healey's administration will also launch a regional rapid response team to assist with overseeing shelter sites, she announced. Uh, The teams will be comprised of state employees. The move comes after she declared a state emergency this month over the increasing number of migrants arriving in Massachusetts from Texas. Meanwhile, a high school football coach fired for leading prayer. Actually, he wasn't even leading prayer. He was praying on the 50-yard line, said that he's going to give thanks at the team's home opener Friday following his reinstatement. Coach Joe Kennedy is set to receive a $1.7 million settlement after the Supreme Court ruled his prayer is protected under the First Amendment. He is ready to coach at Bremerton High School for his first game of the season. The Pentagon on Thursday announced the launch of a new website with an all-domain anomaly resolution office. That's a lot. Uh, which will provide the public with declassified information about UFOs or what the government calls unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said at a press briefing that the new website will provide the public with information, including videos and photos associated with resolved UAP cases as they are declassified and approved for public release. Other information the general will uh, uh, said would be available includes reports, trends and a frequently asked questions section, as well as links to official reports, transcripts, press releases and other resources the public may find useful. Useful. I have a little hiccup there. A former teammate of Leah Thomas wrote an op-ed describing how the Me Too movement has abandoned women. This week, the former teammate published an op-ed detailing the hypocrisy she faced from those who um, are so-called woke for pushing back against the idea that men should not be allowed to play in women's sports or use their locker rooms just years after the Me Too movement. The swimmer, Paula Scanlon, published uh, her thoughts in the British paper The Telegraph. Scanlon pointed out that the Me Too movement that began in 2017 came in response to horrific revelations of sexual abuse in Hollywood. But since then, the left is allowing women to be erased altogether. Former President Donald Trump on Thursday pled not guilty to criminal charges related to his efforts to overturn Joe Biden's election victory in Georgia and waived his right to appear at his arraignment next week. According to court filings, Trump's arraignment on 13 felony charges is scheduled for September 6th at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time in Fulton County Superior Court in Atlanta. Uh, Trump is far and away the front runner of the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Still, he's facing a litany of charges in three other criminal cases with trial dates that overlap with the election campaign, as one might suggest is designed. Nebraska Governor Jim Pillen, the Republican, signed an executive order on Wednesday narrowly defining a person's sex a move that LGBTQ rights advocates have said will write transgender and gender nonconforming people out of state law. 
The executive order signed Wednesday by Pillen legally defines females as individuals who bio, whose biological reproductive system is designed to produce ova and males as individuals whose biological reproductive system was developed to fertilize the ova of a female. It charges state agencies to define a person's sex as that with which they were assigned at birth. And by the way, everybody, whatever you uh, declare yourself to be, falls into one of those two categories. Massachusetts has called in reinforcements from the National Guard to help deal with immigration crisis. 16% of churchgoers rather, admit to engaging in abortion in some capacity. One out of every six regular churchgoers in the United States, which just reinforces the notion that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have, you can come up with your own list of where we've fallen short. This happens to be one of them. But one in six regular churchgoers in the United States has had paid for or encouraged an abortion, while one-fifth doesn't believe the Bible identifies when life begins, a new study suggests. The survey examined respondents' views on abortion and found that 16% of respondents admitted to having either paid for, encouraged, or chosen to have an abortion. And while nearly two-thirds, or 65% of those surveys, stated that the Bible identifies when life begins, 21% disagreed, while 14% didn't know. Meanwhile, HBO Max, also known as Max, is reportedly going to start having life news pop up during your program. That's right. Whether it's um, Succession or South Park, viewers will now be shown breaking news pop ups at the bottom of their screen as if they're watching the news. You know, because that's exactly what people want as they purposely watch movies to get away from the reality of the shattered world we live in. CNN streaming offering CNN Plus may have to be unceremoniously killed off in its infancy by parent company Warner Brothers Discovery. But executives are apparently not done with the idea of having CNN personalities and programming available in a streaming format, even if they have to force CNN's presence on customers who aren't looking for it. Personalities set to be featured in the launch or relaunch, depending on how you look at it, include Jim Acosta. Frederica Whitfield, Jim Scudio, and Amara Walker, after CNN Plus crashed and burned, the distance between CNN and other cable or network news outlets only increased. <clears throat> Republican Senate leader Mitch McConnell is medically clear to work, says his doctor, a day after the lawmaker suddenly appeared unable to speak for the second time this summer. Brian Monahan, the attending physician of the U.S. Congress, said he had consulted with Mr. McConnell and his neurology team about the matter. On Wednesday, McConnell froze, he's 81, for about 30 seconds when asked if he would run for re-election. Dr. Monahan said in a statement on Thursday, occasional lightheadedness is not uncommon in concussion recovery and can also be expected as a result of dehydration. And the FDA is making it more difficult for baby formula companies to produce their product. We'll tell you more about that when we return in just a moment. But we do need to take a break. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show coming up later this uh, this hour. A look at the lighter side of the news. So stay with us. By the way, James Blend will join me for that. We'll be back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. Well, the FDA is making it more difficult for baby formula companies to produce their product. The Food and Drug Administration sent warning letters to three infant formula manufacturers on Wednesday. This was a part of its regulatory oversight to monitor that the industry is producing infant formula under the safest conditions possible. Well, the FDA sent letters to Byheart, 
Mead Johnson Nutrition and Perigo, Wisconsin, LLC. They were warned of violations of the Federal Food, Drug and Cosmetic Act and the FDA's infant formula regulations. These reflect findings from the facilities over the last several months. During the inspections, the FDA issued observations and exercised oversight of each manufacturer as they initiated recalls. The recalls happened in December of last year, February of this year, and March, again, of this year. The infant formula products were potentially contaminated with Cronobacter, something else I'm not even going to try to pronounce, but it's not good for baby. An Iranian weightlifter has given a has been given a lifetime ban from his country after shaking hands with an Israeli competitor. Well, the Iranian professional weightlifter received a lifetime ban from competing from his country after shaking the Israeli athlete's hand during an international competition, according to an Iranian state news agency. Weightlifting champion Mostafa Raji, 36, was filmed shaking hands and posing for a picture with Israeli Maxim Sversky at the World Master Weightlifting Championships in Poland this week, according to a video published by Iran's state-run news agency, IRNA, on Wednesday. Uh, Raji, who won the silver medal at the competition, was banned for life from all sport for um, actions described by the head of Iran's weightlifting federation as unprecedented and unforgivable. So sportsmanship is essentially outlawed. In 2021, Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah Ali Khomeini, he asked competitors not to shake hands with a representative of the Israeli criminal regime to obtain a medal. He asked them not to. Uh, That's a quote, by the way. Iranian athletes were even disqualified and provided medical uh, certification to avoid Israeli athletes in recent years. Raji is a former member of the Iranian national team, but he is no more. Jobs numbers for August show that 187,000 jobs were added, slightly ahead of the estimated 170,000. But that's where the economic good news ends, as the headline unemployment unexpectedly rose to 3.8 percent, while the real unemployment rate jumped to 7.1 percent. Furthermore, thanks to Bidenomics, hourly pay is continuing to fall further behind inflation as average hourly earnings rose by just 0.2% for the month and 4.3% for the year, coming in below the forecasted 0.3% and 4.4%, respectively. A sizable number of Democrat voters would rather have someone other than 81-year-old Joe Biden be the party's nominee. That's according to a recent survey from Big Village Caravan. Just 60% of Democrats favor Biden for the nomination, with 19% percent rather picking Robert F. Kennedy Jr., 10 percent backing Marianne Williamson and an additional 11 percent naming other as their choice for a sitting president running for reelection to get this much rejection from voters in his own party is uncommon and should be setting off alarm bells for the DNC. Meanwhile, when it comes to Americans in general, national polling shows even greater unfavorability for Biden with RFK Jr. holding a higher favorability rate than Biden. RFK Jr., by the way, at 39.4%, Biden at 35.2%. Well, what may have been the underlying motivation behind Elon Musk's decision to buy Twitter? Well, the social media platform he uh, has now rebranded as X 
Well, it may have been um, more personal than merely an altruistic commitment to free speech. According to a new biography on Musk by Walter Isaacson, Musk made the decision to acquire the social media giant after his son and oldest child, Xavier, transitioned at 16 years old, calling himself Jenna. Apparently, when Musk learned of his son's decision, he handled it in a mostly positive manner, though after his son embraced communism and subsequently cut Musk out of his life, it uh, seemed to spur him into action against woke ideology, according to an excerpt from the book. Musk stated, Xavier went beyond socialism in becoming a full communist and thinking that anyone rich is evil, he added. I've made many overtures, but he, she doesn't want to spend time with me. Well, back in May, U.S. Senior District Judge Robert Payne of the Eastern District of Virginia Rule that a federal law banning the sale of handguns to individuals 18 to 20 uh, was unconstitutional. At the time, Payne's ruling applied to a case in Virginia known as Frazier versus ATF. Well, on Wednesday, Judge Payne issued a national injunction against the federal ban, writing people between the ages of 18 and 21 in the Eastern District of Virginia suffer an equal burden as people of the same age in the Southern District of New York, the Central District of California or any other district. The government's policies affect and harm each of them equally. Therefore, the categorical policies relied rather upon by the government call for categorical relief. Only a nationwide injunction will prevent irreparable injury to the plaintiffs who, since as a class has been certified, include all American citizens between the ages of 18 to 21 who are otherwise qualified to purchase a gun. I'll let you sort through all of that. That was a quote, by the way. Michiganders are steaming over the repeal of the right to work um, policy in the state. Freedom to work has been inhibited in Michigan after the state's uh, Democrat Governor Gretchen Whitmer signed a, a partisan bill repealing the Great Lakes state right to work law. As everyone knows, unions exist effectively as a slush fund for politicians forcing workers to join a union in order to be employed, which forces them to pay union dues, a significant portion of which goes directly to one party's coffers, is a leading reason why conservatives have long rejected unions. Also, unions take away workers' right to individual choice and self-advancement. Also, polling shows that a large majority of Michiganders did not want right-to-work repealed, and 56% of voters are calling for a ballot measure to reinstate it. Well, inflation, as I mentioned, ticked up to 3.3% in July in the Fed's uh, preferred gauge. And Trump says he might join the GOP primary debates. Two Proud Boys have been sentenced to more than 15 years in prison in the J6, January 6th case. More migrant families are crossing the U.S. border in August than ever before in the nation's history. Corrine Jean-Pierre is being dinged for insisting Biden has done more than anybody else to secure the border. I would love to hear her say more about that and extrapolate how that's being done. Report reveals he certainly had more impact, but. um, Hmm. A report reveals armed citizens have uh, stopped uh, active shooters eight times more than the FBI. Nebraska governor signed an executive order enshrining biological sex in state law. And a Finnish politician is back in court for criminal interpretation of. Bible verses, if you take them at their face value, their biblical interpretation, you could go to jail in Finland. A new study uh, shows journalism is the most regretted college major as trust in corporate media sinks.
Well, on this day in history, 1807, former Vice President Aaron Burr is founding, uh, found not guilty of treason. 1923, the Japanese cities of Tokyo and Yokohama are devastated by an earthquake that claims some 140,000 lives. 1939, World War II begins as Nazi Germany invades Poland. 1942, U.S. District Court Judge Martin Welsh ruling from Sacramento, California on a lawsuit brought by the American Civil Liberties Union on behalf of Fred Korinmatsu upholds the wartime detention of Japanese Americans as well as Japanese nationals. 1961, the Soviet Union ends a moratorium on atomic testing with an above-ground nuclear explosion in Central Asia. 1969, a coup in Libya brings Muammar Gaddafi to power. 1972, American Bobby Fischer wins the international chess uh, crown. Um, His opponent would later resign. 1983, a Soviet jet fighter shoots down a Korean airliner, a Boeing 747, killing 269 people after the airliner enters Soviet airspace. Hey, you're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. We're going to take a break. When we return, James Blend will join me. He's the producer up here in Portland. And we'll take a look at the lighter side of the news. So stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show podcast. It's aired on 93.9 KPDQ. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show. On Fridays, we like to take some of our time to take a look at the lighter side of the news. And I invite my uh, producer, James Blend, the producer here in Portland, to join me. He, in addition to being the producer of this program, is also the the concert guy here in Portland and uh, ultimately in Seattle as well. So tell us a little bit about yourself, James, for our Seattle listeners who may not know who you are. Oh, I'm James. I'm the producer of the show. That pretty much covers it. I'm also it. the concert guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're also the father of a, an adorable little girl. Eight years old. Her name is Verity. You've been married 16 years? 18 years. 18 years. 18 years. His wife is a saint. Uh, yeah, Certainly earning that sainthood even more and more every day uh, that she puts up with me. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. That's it. And then, yeah, I've been producing the show for almost 21 years. Yeah. And you are a native New Yorker. You came to the Pacific Northwest as a a kid. As a kid. Yeah. So there you have it. That's all you need to know about James Blend. And that's all I'm going to tell you anyway. So that's all we're going to ask. Absolutely. That pretty much covers it. We're done. As well we should be. Hey, before you take out that student loan, you might want to consider some of these crazy and surprising college courses your tuition is paying for. Check them out. Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity. Identity, the Internet, and European pop culture. Now, Harry Styles, for those of you who don't know, and I didn't, originally rose to fame in 2010 through the formation of the group One Direction. Since then, he has continued his career as a solo touring pop star, making fans swoon across the globe. Um, In the interest of full disclosure, I have never swooned at Harry Styles. At Texas State University, students can learn about the cultural development of pop culture in today's society. The course, called Harry Styles and the Cult of Celebrity, Identity, the Internet, and European Pop Culture, was first offered in the spring of this year. Uh, according to Lou Dean Valencia, an associate professor of digital history who teaches it. Uh, He took to Twitter to share his excitement for the class, noting it was the first course to be taught on Harry Styles at the university level. There's a reason for that. This is going to sound really bad. I've heard of Harry Styles, but I have no idea really who he is, what he does. Is he an actor, singer? You may need to take the course. I apparently need to take the course. You are wallowing in ignorance because I, I you know, don't know. I know Harry Styles is a famous individual. 
And I think I know that he's British, but I, that's where my knowledge of Harry Styles. So when we're finished ends. with the show, would you call and sign us up? Because clearly we're out of the loop. Uh, we are out of the loop. We're out of touch and we're out of control. <laughs> Here's another course. 100 years of courting, dating and hookups on college campuses. Like you need a course in that. Interactions among college students have been analyzed for years, with many universities opting for gender-specific class offerings or one-gender dorms. At New York University, students can take a deeper dive into the behaviors of college students and how behavior has changed over the past 100 years. Now, by the way, you may not be attending college. You may not be spent sending a kid to college. You may not be taking out a loan, but chances are you'll be paying for the loans that these students who take the courses are taking out now in order to take them at some point in the future. So here's another one. Psychology of Taylor Swift, advanced topics of social psychology. Taylor Swift is having what many would say is one of the most popular and successful years of her music career. Well, good for her. Do we need a college course? Her era's tour kicked off in March. And since then, her name's been on the minds of millions. I would not be among the millions upon whose mind Her name is at Arizona State University. Students can enroll in a class about the popularity of the entertainer and find out what Swift would do in certain social and psychological situations. Oh, that would be fascinating to know what she would do in certain social and psychological situations. WWTSD bracelets. (laughs) Gee, I don't know. Because I mean, what would Taylor Swift do? Yeah. Most t- most of the things, I think most of the time, I-, I think I can answer that with having very little knowledge of Taylor Swift. Yeah. I believe the answer is break up with the person. <laughs> That's probably right. Here's another one. Aliens, psychics, and ghosts. The supernatural and strange are just another topic to study at the University of California, Los Angeles. Mom and dad, you might want to check out what your sons and daughters are signed up for because the tuition you're paying is going to this kind of stuff. Uh, This world arts course called Aliens, Psychics, and Ghosts promises to take students into the history and science behind the stories of these three phenomenon. Uh, UCLA's 2023-24 catalog indicates that students in these classes uh, will use discourse analysis and the scientific method to understand how people's stories about aliens, psychics, and ghosts can make sense to others. I'm not a psychic. I don't believe in psychic, but I think I can safely predict that class will do you no good. Absolutely. It will be a waste of time 100%. and money. Yep. And what I'm about, not even um, Miss Cleo. <laughs> what about Whiskey School? We're talking about university. And by the way, Whiskey School is being offered at Texas Christian University. They're bringing the college bar into the classroom. I think some of the professors in these classes we've already mentioned have already been to the bar in order to come up with some of this stuff. But most students may learn a thing or two about the about drinking during their college years on their own. But students enrolled in TCU's whiskey school are prepared to learn the history and science behind brown liquor. Okay. Sounds like a Rolling Stones song. Anyway, in an interview with Fox News Digital, Dr. Eric Doctor, Ph.D., we're talking someone who is highly educated, Dr. Eric uh, Simonek, uh, who's taught the program for more than seven years, explained how the class evolved from exploring the science of whiskey to the way alcohol has shaped global culture and American history. Whiskey turns out to be the great lens to look at the world around us, not only the science that's happening, but also current events. Who knew it was whiskey that's responsible for all of the nation's ills? Well, I mean, I guess if you pass the class, it 
maybe you can make a better quality whiskey. I have no idea. I don't know much about whiskey, so. And care even less. DCU Whiskey School is a liberal arts course that's open to any major, but seats fill up fast. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Really? Wow. I just want to know what I'll be paying for when these students default on their loans and then taxpayers end up footing the bill. Yeah, there is that. Well, some 15,000 people, including many tourists, pasted each other with tomatoes on Wednesday as Spain's annual Tomatino street battle took place in the eastern town of Buñol. I don't speak Spanish, so I just pretend to have something of an accent and speak confidently as if I knew how to correctly pronounce it. I should have spoken to one of my uh, co-workers here, but um, alas, I did not. Workers on trucks tipped 120 tons of overripe tomatoes into the main street of the town for participants to throw. The street fight leaves both the street, its houses, and participants drenched in red pulp. Tickets for the festival were 12 euros or $13. The town uh, hoses down the area and the revelers shower off within minutes of the hour-long noon battle. Uh, The festival, held on the last Wednesday of August, was inspired by a food fight between local children back in 1945. It sounds like a childish pursuit located in a um, tomato producing region. Media attention in the 1980s turned it into a national and international event, drawing participants from every corner of the world. My guess is there's going to be a university course on the subject next year. The party is ranked by Spain as the international tourism attraction of the season. Kind of reminds me of when I was a child, uh, my grandfather and his brother-in-law went um, strawberry picking. Mm -hmm. And when they came back, they both looked like they'd been shot in the chest (laughs) because apparently they'd gotten into a strawberry fight and and asked to leave the strawberry picking facility. So you come from a long line of criminals then. Is that what you're saying? Um, no, 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 no. You can't no, be trusted yeah. around I can't a be trusted, strawberry? But, uh, yeah, keep in mind, both of them were in their late 70s at the time. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, wow. maturity ruled supreme there. But, uh, you know, the, the, <laughs> the idea of having tomatoes thrown at you just gives me, uh, you know, bad flashbacks of the last time I did stand-up comedy. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention that. You're also a stand-up comedian. Occasionally. You're occasionally a stand-up comedian or you're occasionally funny? Both. Yeah. Both. I've seen your act. Both. All right. Uh, Competitors get down and dirty in Britain's bog snorkeling championship. We'll tell you more about Britain's bog snorkeling championship in just a moment. But alas, we need to take a break. Stay with us. You're listening to The Georgine Rice Show featuring the funny James Blend. Sometimes you're listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast is aired on 93.9 KPDQ. We're back. You're listening to the Georgine Rice Show, although James Blend has somehow wormed his way on the air today. Because uh, I have the on the, and off switches. With that's me. true. You do have all the power. I do. Uh, by the way, did I tell you you look great in that T-shirt? All right. Thank you. I'd like to finish out the show with some audio. With great power comes great responsibility. Absolutely. And you use your evil for, well, you're. I I choose to use my evil for good. Yes, you've said that to me many times, although I've yet to witness it. Competitors got down and dirty at Britain's Bog Snorkeling Championship. Oh, dear. Based on what I know 
fog to be in British slang. This yeah. is not good. It's not good. Yeah. Intrepid athletes donned snorkels and slithered through slime on Sunday during one of Britain's quirkiest sporting events, the World Bog Snorkeling Championships. I mean, how do you win? The annual competition in the tiny town of whatever it is, it's in Wales, sees competitors race to complete two lengths of a 60-yard, 55-meter, water-filled trench cut through a peat bog. They can use flippers on their feet, but conventional swimming strokes are banned. Uh, Some contestants accessorized their snorkels, masks, and flippers, uh, with more flamboyant touches, one carried a uh, giant plastic toad on their head. Another had a bathing cap adorned with flowers. Spectators also got in on the fun with two wearing pink cardboard boxes proclaiming them to be limited edition bog snorkeling Barbie and Ken. Competitors at the 35th annual contest were hoping to beat the time of the current world record holder, Neil Rutter, who won in one minute, 18 seconds, back in 2018. So he's held it for quite some time. Britain's Bog Snorkeling Championship. That's kind of epic. Yeah. Some folks have way too much time on their hands. Yes, they or do. Or in this case, on their hands and knees. A, a, um, a track for um, live horse racing in suburban Seattle turned prehistoric over the weekend as more than 200 people ran down the track cloaked in inflatable Tyrannosaurus Rex dinosaur costumes. Okay. More than 200 people. The 2023 T-Rex World Championships at uh, Emerald Downs, an event that started in 2017 as a pest control company's team-building activity, ended in a photo finish on Sunday with three competitors hitting the finish line together. Ocean Kim took top honors in the 100-yard, 91.2-meter dash, After officials agreed, Kim of um, Kailua, Hawaii, hit the finish wire just uh, ahead of the pack. Second place went to Colton, I think it's Weiniger of Boise, Idaho, who entered uh, as Dino the Dino. And Seth Hiroshi of Renton as Rex Ray Machine finished in third. I'm sure you cared, so I thought I'd mention their names. The actual T-Rex roamed the planet. Um, a study uh, published two years ago in the journal Science estimated that about 2.5 billion of the dinosaurs uh, were inhabited the uh, the planet. 2.5 billion dinosaurs, really? Ladies and gentlemen, we have one in our midst. T Rex makes me want to start a theme park, like Jurassic. Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. What could possibly go wrong? You know, I don't know. Seen any uh seen any mosquitoes and uh that I can extract DNA from <laughs> lately? And I'm, I'm... No, I forbid you to do just that. Okay. You know, one of the things that has puzzled me over the years is that the lock, lock the so-called Loch Ness monster and more um, in our region Ogopogo have never actually been seen or photographed in a way that you could say definitively that is it. Well, mystery hunters converged on a Scottish lake on Saturday to look for signs of the mythical Loch Ness Monster. 21st century, we have ground uh, equipment that you can um, tell if something's living in an area, underground, under sea. I, I don't get it. Well, the Loch Ness Center, Ness may be right, the Loch Ness Center, said researchers would try to seek evidence of Nessie um, the, using thermal imaging drones, infrared cameras, and hydroponic 
to detect underwater sounds in the lake's murky waters. The two-day event is being built as the biggest survey of the lake in 50 years. Will this finally put an end to it, one wonders, and includes volunteers scanning the water from boats and the lake shore uh, with others around the world joining in with webcams. Alan McKenna of the Loch Ness there you are again. Segment, wow. Loch Ness Center. And the aim was said rather, the aim was to inspire a new generation of Loch Ness enthusiasts. I say let's come up with a definitive answer. We live in the twenty first century. There either is one or there isn't. Um prove it and let's move on. Uh, McKenna told BBC Radio the searchers were looking for breaks in the surface and asking volunteers to record all manner of natural behavior in the loch. Now, Ogopogo is just up in the in Canada. I have to admit, I was there once. I was uh, touring with a musical group, and we were driving along the area where Ogopogo is um, supposed to reside. And I did see something that resembled a very long creature in the water. Now, I can't say what it was, but it was rather fascinating, and that's still a mystery as well. Now, you'd think if there's something large in that body of water or in the lock up in... Uh, this area it could have been that year's uh, bog championship it certainly could have someone just wandered off yep i think it's more likely to be that than ogopogo or for that matter the loch ness monster well a car driving with a bull in it was pulled over by police in northeast nebraska's biggest city don't worry he didn't steer <laughs> Yeah, I know. I apologize. Norfolk Police Captain Chad Ryman said it didn't take long for officers to track down the modified Ford Crown Victoria sedan with a bull riding shotgun after a 911 call about it driving on the main highway entering the city of roughly 24,000 on Wednesday morning. We didn't have a full understanding of it until we saw it, said one of the officers. The car that Lee Meyer has uh, driven in parades across the uh, area for years uh, was has half the windshield and roof removed to make room for the bull named Howdy Doody to ride along. A yellow metal cattle gate serves as the passenger side door, allowing for the uh, Watusi bull to be tied up and secured in it. And set uh, a set of longhorns serves as the hood ornament, although the thing has quite a large set of horns itself. Now, it's rather fascinating when you look at it from the front. But uh, how can I be um, tasteful? The back end is quite open, and his back end is right there. You want to stay in front of the vehicle and not the back. There is no diaper. There is no pooper scooper. There's nothing to catch what may fall. The, the, the question for me is, were they heading to a china shop? Good question. I think that's, I think that's a question we need to answer. I'll I'll do some homework. If that, well, we certainly have time for that because uh, you know, the the, sh- the show is basically over. We're done with this segment. We're we're pretty much done with the segment. Are you sure? Can you back time it? Can you check? I, I am most assuredly done. All right. Hey, and, I want to let you know that on Monday, of course, is the uh, national holiday. We yes. have a special. Uh, I always want to say Jerry Lewis, but it's John Stewart. Jerry Stewart. Jerry to Bob Hope. I don't know who it is. But a special that will be running from 4 to 5 on the program, so you can enjoy that um, Labor Day special. So looking forward to sharing that with you. And I'll be back live in studio on Tuesday. We have some other fair that we'll be uh, broadcasting as well, so I hope you'll 
tune in. All right, we've got news and traffic coming up at the top of the hour. For those of you in Portland, the Christian Outlook up next. Seattle, have a great long weekend. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Georgine Rice Show podcast. If you'd like more information on today's guests, please visit the show at kpdq.com and like us on Facebook. And join us live every weekday at 4 for more critical thinking for critical times on 93.9 KPDQ.